Hey, Travis. Yeah. What time is it? Time to mock and roll. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. Today we're doing a 12-team half-point PPR mock draft. We have one quarterback, three wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense, five bench spots. Let's go. Austin, welcome back, dude. Thank back you. on the dude, show. How you. you been, man? I've been good. I've been out of uh, just in laying low, growing this mustache. Yeah. yeah I must that, ask that, you that how you feel about that. Low. I mean, that... you got to put work into it. It doesn't just grow without you doing anything. So if you think you can just sit around and make it happen, it doesn't. Yeah, you have to put a concentrated effort into that. Yeah. And it looks like you put a lot of work into that. Just concentrate on it. <laughs> exactly. It's growing more did, now while is, we're on the air. Hey, now we all have some facial hair. This is, uh, did you, did, was it because you saw the face app and like aging yourself? You're like, oh, how how did that look with that stash? I get to see a gristled. It was gristled. Dude, the face uh, app hates me. Like genuinely, like it, it ages me so bad like yeah, this whole I, time i thought my youth was like a good thing like everyone always was like oh you look like you're 12 and i was like yeah I, i'd kind of do if i shave and now i'm like i'm going to definitely need to shave when i'm older because if that face app is accurate man it's pretty i look hideous you're gonna know. go from like facially 15 to 75 exactly exactly just like that in a heartbeat so yeah. I'll tell you what, though, it doesn't do anybody as dirty as it does the women. Like, I feel so bad. Like, it just rocks them on this thing. Like, you're like, oh. And, like, the guys come out, and they got, like, all this nice, like, the silver fox thing going on. And then the women get on there, and it just it looks bad. Dude, mine is not silver fox. Mine is, like, for some reason, it just wants me to have blonde hair, bro. Like, I don't get it. It's like <laughs> Santa. I look like Santa or something. It's insane. Well. And- yeah, I think it was a real check of mortality. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to jump into this mock draft, but as always, we like to let Austin decide our positions right before we start. So randomly, Austin's going to go ahead and tell us where we're drafting here. I'm going to go ahead and reach in the bag here. Johnny is eighth. Travis is four. Ooh. Wow. All right. This is awesome. I'm excited for this um, as well. Whisper Nation, if you like this mock draft, please jam that that like button and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you're following along on there, you'll be able to see all of our picks as well as all the other picks on the board. And also we are going to straight up be, I'm going to be using the, the, the draft kit that we get or that you can get whisper nation at the fantasywhispers.com. Go on there, check out the draft kit over 115 player profile, 115 pages. Should I say jam packed with a bunch of stats, player breakdowns, all that stuff, targets, everything. It's great value. $10 on the fantasywhispers.com. We, I'm going to be using it right now in this mock draft. Are you guys ready? Let's I'm do it. Stoked. All right. That's very good. <laughs> All right. We are now, we're drafting on sleeper, which we like to do. I'm going to begin this draft. 
Christian McCaffrey, first off the board, followed by Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara. Big Travi, your pick at four. What's going through your mind right now? I just can't believe the value I got with yeah. Zeke falling to me at the fourth spot here. Uh, definitely one of my con- my consensus number one overall, able to get him at the fourth spot. So like Nice that. steal there. We saw DeAndre Hopkins go after that, followed by David Johnson and Melvin Gordon. Johnny here at the eighth spot. What's going through your mind? You thinking running back? You thinking wide receiver? You thinking best available? Um, you're still thinking about the face app. Yeah, I'm still thinking about the face app. Um, no, I'm I'm looking at my rankings here, and you know the wider uh, when I'm where I'm at in my running backs, there's a definite tier drop here. So I am going to go with uh, my number one wide receiver I have, and that is uh, Devonte Adams. I will take him in the first. Nice. Last year's number one wide receiver. Uh, great choice there. Followed up by Michael Thomas. Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, and Julio Jones to close out the first. First pick in the second, Dalvin Cook, followed by Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham. Back to game time now for your second round pick. So this is this is fantastic for me. Um, when might put me behind the eight ball a little bit uh, for the upcoming rounds, but this is a half point PPR league. So it actually ended up falling where I have Juju as my number two overall wide receiver. So I'm able to be able uh, to grab both my number one and number two ranked wide receiver. I will start my draft off with that. We do start three wide receivers in this as well. So that gives me a lot of flexibility with that third, finding that third wide receiver. Definitely added weight with that. Absolutely. Uh, We saw Nick Chubb go off. Then Aaron Jones, Damian Williams, and now big Travi here. Second round pick. Travis take, Kelsey. Yeah, I'm taking Travis Kelsey here. Uh, I'm going to try and... shocked right now. He was. Yeah, he gave you a look, dude. Here. That, stash, about one? that stash was staring your beard down. I like it. What's, what do you think about this? You're trying to go with getting a couple of elite players? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a strategy we talk about quite a bit here called the three elites, where you want to just anchor your team with guys you know are going to produce on a weekly basis. And I'm actually going to go full here. Obviously, we advise that you wait on quarterback. That's a, that's a strategy we like to do. There's a lot of depth in the back end of the quarterback position, but I am actually going to go against the grain here, kind of see how my team shakes out to show you whisper nation, how it would shake out as well. Uh, if you were to kind of draft the big names and I'm going to go ahead and take Patrick Mahomes here in the third round uh, to round out Zeke, Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes as my three elites. It's an exciting one, two, three there. No doubt. After Patrick Mahomes, T.Y. Hilton off the board, followed by Derek Henry, A.J. Green, and now Johnny over here. What wow. are you thinking about? Who, who do you like here? Devontae Freeman, Carrion Johnson. So this is this is insane. I'm in a very big pickle Tyree right Hill. now. Um, I could. I'm staring, and this is. I'm going to have to talk myself off the ledge here because I should go the. You know, according to what I need right now, I need a running back. Devontae Freeman is still on the board. He fell to me. I have him as my number 10 Austin's overall. Favorite. Uh, number 10 overall running back. Uh, so it would be an, an RB1, you know, in the third round for me, which would be great. Uh, but Tyreek Hill is still on the board. <laughs> and Johnny, and, you have to start other positions. And well, I know, but, but I start three wide yeah. receivers, and I'm talking yeah. about. And according to your rankings, Big Travi, uh, you have Tyreek Hill as your number two overall wide receiver. I don't have him quite yep. that high, but starting a draft with Devonte Adams, Juju, and Hill, and Tyreek Hill, uh, that is something that you know I can possibly supplement uh, my running back situation here. 
And you know what? Uh, I don't do this often, and so I'm going to actually uh, do this because I want to see what it what it would be like. So I'm going to try take, it on for size. I'm, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill in the third and uh, lock up those three wide receivers. There they are. We saw Amari Cooper go, followed by George Kittle, Carryon Johnson, Devontae Freeman, finally, David Montgomery, Philip Lindsay, Robert Woods, Julian Edelman, and now back in the fourth round. Are you going to grab another wide receiver? <laughs> uh, he, I, he can't do it. Depends. Uh, yeah, it depends. Let's uh, the so wider Stephon Diggs. Now that's not a bad uh, option. So weighing that right. So just seeing that, I could have taken Devonta Freeman and um, Stephon Diggs could have fallen to me in this next round. Do I like that as much as the three wide receivers and possibly the running back I'm going to get right now? Hindsight, yeah, probably. Um, You're saying taking Devontae Freeman in the third and then have Diggs available in the yeah, fourth. Yeah, yeah, I, I would way. probably go with that over you know what I'm looking staring at right now. We've got Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, and Josh Jacobs. Um, to me, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go Mark Ingram here. I think he he's well. Actually, let me check my rankings for sure. Johnny's rankings, which he's pulling from the Fantasy Whispers 2019 draft kit, which, of course, you can find at thefantasywhispers.com. We spent a lot of time crunching these numbers, looking at plays ran from the team level, and then statting out rushing and, and target market share there. Yeah. So Johnny did go with Mark Ingram. Zach Ertz after that. Josh Jacobs. Kenny Galladay. And now here in the fourth round, Big Travi. Guy we were talking about, Stefan Diggs, grabbing your ear. Yeah, right I'm going to take Stefan Diggs as my first wide receiver. I like that. Um, so I'm really excited about his upside to actually take over the number one role there in, in Minnesota this year. Brandon Cooks went off the board after Andrew Luck, ah, Chris Carson, Sonny Michelle, Kenyon Drake, Calvin Ridley, and now Big Travis, fifth round pick. What are you thinking? Are you, are you still going for best available here in the fifth round, or are you trying to shape out your team? Well, we'll just kind of look at this. I could go, could look at best available here. Um, this is the sticky point when you do this, when you go with the top-heavy team, you may be forced to just kind of stack a bunch of players um, to try and get somebody to pop through. Uh, I'm going to take Tevin Coleman here. Uh, I think he's got a great shot, a good relationship with uh, Kyle Shanahan and a good shot to come out as the lead back in a San Francisco team that I'm projecting to bounce back in a big way la from last year, especially with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo in the offense. We saw Cooper Cup off the board, then Chris Godwin, Bulbage, Sean Watson. Johnny's pick is up now, and before we jump into this one, I just had a real quick question here about the thought process behind taking a guy like Tevin Coleman, who is going to be in a committee, at least in the beginning. We, we There's some question marks over in that system. Why did you go with Tevin Coleman over a guy like Lamar Miller, whose touches might be more? Because Lamar Miller's, uh, yeah, his touches are are pretty much solid uh we do know that Dante foreman is back and getting rave reviews in the off season Always so working. um so we do think that there may be a situation there but for me tevin coleman's upside in in that offense is a lot higher than lamar miller lamar miller's been in a really good offense the last two years and still only been you know a middling running back that yeah. like yeah you're He's never upset too. yeah yeah you're never upset what he does but like coleman's got some really nice upside uh to be an rb1 frankly because that's what Kyle Shanahan has done with his running backs. He's been around the RB15 range. Yeah. And so there's some upside there for me that I liked with Coleman. Thanks for sharing the insights there. Johnny, now what are you thinking here for your fifth round pick? So fifth round, you know, you've got – I'm going to be – I'm looking at the running back position here. I do like O.J. Howard, uh, but with me still only having one running back and Mark Ingram um, – 
there are some guys that I do like. So actually, you know what? That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and grab OJ Howard. I I love OJ Howard this year, and I also am not extremely high on the next three running backs, four or five running backs that are going to be off the board. Um, so I'm much more of a fan of like Rashad Penny and Latavius Murray um, and Miles Sanders even. Um, so I'm actually going to take value here, uh, which is nice the way that I've kind of set this up. So I'll take OJ Howard, lock up my tight end position, and then look to see which running backs fall to me in this next round. And see well, the that... players that are not going to be available for you are James White, <laughs> Tyler Lockett, Hunter Henry, Aaron Rodgers, Mike Williams, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Miller, and Jarvis Landry. Those ones are off the board. You got some still. You got some pieces here in the sixth round, but it's, it's starting to get a little bit thin. It's starting to get a little less guaranteed. It is, and uh, so for me, I'm looking at, you know, I want to see. I want. I need something solid. I don't need a guy who has tremendous. I mean, yes, the upside is definitely there, but the way I've shaped it, I don't need a high impact guy in order to make this work. So right now, I'm deciding between Rashad Penny and Latavius Murray. I'm extremely high on Latavius Murray this year, uh, but he will have more of that, you know, running role there. Mm. Uh, whereas uh, I'm going to take Rashad Penny, which does give me the, a little bit of upside here. Uh, so I, I definitely leave the door open for that. But he also gives me uh, what I think I need in a solid floor uh, at the running back position as my running back two. So I take Rashad Penny. Nice upside play. Alshon Jeffrey, Evan Ingram, Tariq Cohen went off before Travis's pick here. What led you to pick DJ Moore? So DJ Moore is a guy that really broke out and showed that he was a first-round pick uh, for the Carolina Panthers in the back half of last year. We've seen what this offense wants to be under Norv Turner. It wants to be put the ball in the hands of the playmakers and, and not force Cam to throw it down the field a ton. DJ Moore is a guy that I project to be the number one in this offense and with some really nice upside in that offense which actually projects to run more plays than it did last year uh, as they get into year two of that offense. So really stoked on DJ Moore. Nice. We saw after DJ Moore, Eric Ebron, Tyler Boyd, Daryl Henderson, Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis, Darius Geis, and now back to you, Travis, seventh rounder. At this point, in the seventh round, you're in the middle here. Are you starting to think about what, really what's going through your head on this one? Are you still trying to put talent together? Are you trying to complement? Yeah, there's uh, here's the thing. I, I did I waited a little on wide receivers, so I feel like in order to protect my wide receiving core, I probably have to go wide receiver again here. Mm -hmm. So I'm really in between Sammy Watkins and Allen Robinson for me. Mm -hmm. And if I'm really being honest about the progression of Mitch Trubisky and if this offense can take the next step, I like Allen Robinson here. So I'm going to go ahead and draft him because I think he's got a clearer path. The story's a little more clear if you're talking about if Sammy Watkins or Allen Robinson makes right. it as a number one wide receiver. And uh, there's I no reason Allen, Allen Robinson shouldn't be. Right. And we've seen him do it before. Receiver. Granted, it's one year in Jacksonville, but I think that there's some things here. Another year with Mitch Trubisky to yeah. work in that offense. Remember last year in the offseason, he, he missed some time uh, coming back. So uh, I really, I really like Allen Robinson. I'm a big Allen Robinson yeah. fan this year, too. Jared Cook went afterwards, followed by Sammy Watkins, Latavius Murray, and now Johnny's pick right in the seventh before round. Johnny. Right before. Right before. I know. I was really hoping Sweet. that he would he would end up falling to me. Um <clears throat> but I was deciding between him and um I'm going to just continue to stack running backs here, um, taking as many shots as I can, considering where my wide receivers are. So Royce Freeman 
running back for Denver. I think that okay. he can emerge as uh, the lead running back there, and he's got all the talent in the world. I'm a big fan of his, and so I'm going to go ahead and take him. Philip Lindsay make you nervous at all? Um, no, I I I think that Philip Lindsay was such an anomaly. Uh, and he really defined a lot of odds last year. And I'm not saying that he can't do it again. I think that they're very complementary of each other. But I mm-hmm. think that this is a coaching staff that's going to lean on Royce Freeman a little bit more than what he was last year. And he and he proved that last year. Listen, he he averaged over five yards a carry. He had a, a lot of touchdowns last season. So he certainly can be that running back. You just had like this feel good story of Philip Lindsay. And I think mm-hmm. that that coaching regime is now out. And so now it's like, all right, we're going to really dive into these, you know, what makes us a better football team. And I think Philip Lindsay's role will regress from what he had last year. Okay. So there's the justification there. Afterwards, Matt Ryan went off the board, Drew Brees, Kirk, Christian Kirk, Jordan Howard to close out the seventh, uh, started the eighth with Vance McDonald, Will Fuller, Sterling Shepard, LaShawn McCoy, back to Johnny now, eighth round pick. So I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn here. Um, again, I'm going with the same strategy. I'm going to just continue to stack uh, running backs, and there's a couple of them here that I, I like. Miles Sanders uh, dealing with a an injury currently, but he projects to be the the pass catcher in that offense with the ability to run up the middle. I like his upside. It's they a lot. Bring Darren Sproles back. He decided to resign with the oh, Eagles. Stop He'll trying to back. talk me off I of love that. that. I know what I'm he's doing. Saying. I know what he's doing. He's trying to have me pass Damn. on Miles Sanders so he can take him in, in the upcoming picks right now. Um, but, I'm just laying out facts for the Whisper Nation here. Uh, I'm if going Johnny to, wants to misconstrue it here. All right, we'll put it to the test here. Uh, I'm going to take Austin Eckler, actually, uh, third down specialist for the Chargers, who's actually been a very stud running back, extremely high in Austin Eckler. And um, oh, and look what we had. <laughs> So we saw Austin Eckler taken by Johnny and then Larry Fitzgerald, Marvin Jones, Carson Wentz off the board, setting up Big Travi to take his boy. I knew it. I knew it. See, Whisper Nation, you can't. How does Darren Sproles factor into that decision for you, Travis? Uh, Darren Sproles is going to be a factor. A lot of these backs are going to be a factor in Philly. Jordan Howard is there. He could definitely poach some work. I have Miles Sanders here in the eighth round as my third running back, so it's a little dicey to have to rely on him uh, in some capacity as that guy. But uh, this is what I know. I know the Eagles are really good. Their offensive line is really good. They are going to run a lot of plays in this offense and have a lot of tempo, and more plays means more opportunities, and there may be enough of a pie for a couple of these guys to eat. And I think Miles Sanders is the one guy you could say is well-rounded enough to do all of the roles in the running back room for Philly. And so the upside alone there is there for Sanders. Maybe he needs an injury ahead of him, or maybe he just needs to ball out for a couple games before they realize they need to start giving him the rock more. If it does happen, that's going to be a serious piece. Yeah. After that, we saw Kyler Murray go Ronald Jones, the second followed by Kareem Hunt to close out the eighth round. David Njoku, the Chicago Bears defense, first D off the board. Uh, Jalen Samuels, and now Travis's ninth-round pick. Kansas City. So I'm taking, Carlos I'm taking Carlos' side. Obviously, I am a truther for Damian Williams. I believe that he is going to be the guy here. But let's not make any mistake that there's been a kind of turnover in the Kansas City Chiefs running back position and their room. Uh, so... 
it was Spencer Ware until it was Kareem Hunt. And then it was Kareem Hunt until it was, you know, Spencer Ware again. And then it was Damian Williams. And so there seems to be some things that happen with this offense. Um, if you have a guy like right now, I'm trying to stack some lottery picks at the running back position. Uh, guys that I think have tremendous upside to be league winners. And Carlos Hyde is a guy that's being slept on as, as, as far as a guy that has tremendous upside should anything happen to Damian Williams. And I don't think it has to be injury. Yes, I know that they extended Damian Williams in the offseason, but they also extended him for very cheap. It's a very team-friendly extension. And so I think the thing is, there's a lot of guys in that Kansas City coaching room that like Carlos Hyde. And uh, they brought him in. They gave him some good money, too. And so I think Damian Williams doesn't just have to get hurt for Carlos Hyde to see the field. And Carlos Hyde could be a situation that he ends up taking over. But I, I believe in Williams, but Hyde's upside's there. Hear that. Russell Wilson was taken afterwards and Cam Newton following that. Geronimo Allison off the board setting up Johnny's ninth round pick in the eighth spot. All right. What so I, I've taken. What do you like? I, I've taken. Um, I like where I'm sitting right now as far as my whole team. And so I'm actually going to draft a guy that I'm really just high on and I want him on my team. So I'm going to draft him. My, listen, my wide receivers, they're going to have a bye week. They're going to have a bye week. So I got to at least get one more wide receiver and look on the on the old draft log here. And I've got Marquez Valdez-Scantling available. So uh, that's a nice little insurance policy that I'll park on my bench there. Field trade offers from Big Travi consistently throughout the year uh, for him <laughs> wanting to get him on his squad. And then this just – oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just thought you were going to take Nikhil Harry. I thought he was your boy. Um, I'm 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 a little nervous for Nikhil Harry actually this first year, uh, and especially with yeah. the news that is coming out of training camp uh, about how he struggled during mini camp. Uh, so I mean, certainly I do have. I am I am really terrified more so of the Tom Brady fallout and father could time. Be, yeah. I think that this could be the year it actually happens. So. A fading Staying away. Bit. All right. Um, well, so then he comes. Sorry. I was going around and out the last picks there had Nikhil Harry, D.D. Westbrook, Cortland Sutton, D.K. Metcalf, Corey Davis, Damian Williams, Damian Harris in the 10th <laughs> round, not Damian Williams in the 10th round, Jacksonville Jaguars defense, and Jared Goff. Now, Johnny, you got your 10th round pick here. What are you balancing Marquez Valdez-Scantling out here with? Um, I'm actually going to. Get a guy who I'm. I agree with Big Travi. I can definitely see him taking over this backfield, uh, and all the news and and the hype around him has followed suit. So uh, Donta Foreman, I will take him and stash him on there. Damn. And uh, <laughs> I that one. I was, yeah, I should have thrown out some fake news there. <laughs> yeah, you probably should have. Like, oh, my... you didn't hear Donta Foreman just tripped and fell. Yeah, oh, yeah. to practice. His leg fell off. <laughs> Trying to put it back. I knew I knew better than to list out who the guys who I was looking at this time, so Travis couldn't back his way into having yeah, me choose that one. We saw Peyton Barber go after Deontay Foreman, and then the Rams defense, followed by Jarek McKinnon, and now Big Travis pick in the tenth round, double digit round. <sighs> what are you kind of thinking? We get to these later draft positions, these later rounds in the draft. What are you kind of thinking? Are you trying to find handcuffs for your guys? Are you looking to take some flyers? Is it uh, still a best available kind of thing? What are you trying to do in these later rounds? Yeah, I was going to go AP to try and build my 
running back uh, position out a little bit more for depth, but really I'm just looking at some of the guys here and I know, you know, wide receiver is deep, but I, I really like Deshaun Jackson. I think the upside there is really good in the Philly, Philly offense. Yeah. And already out of OTAs, they're saying his relationship was really uh, good with, uh, with Carson Wentz. So I'm kind of on that. And then, you know, the AP, the, the, the thinking there is like, yeah, I could get the depth for AP, but like, what's the upside there? Yeah. Right. There's no upside there at all. And so like, for me, I went with best available there. And uh, so we're just looking again at some of the players that are available here. While you're looking um, at those well, I ones. Mean, I mean, I guess we could say that the upside is uh, an RB2, right? Because that's what we saw last year. But what that requires is that Geis is not there. Chris, you know, the the path isn't as simple with that. And they unexpectedly ran the entire offense through Adrian Peterson right. last season. Right. Their quarterbacks went down. Their running backs went down. He was literally the best offensive weapon that they had. And they have had a whole year now to plan for that. And you do not plan for Adrian Peterson to be your main offensive weapon in 2018. If you can help it. Yeah, if you can help it. If you yeah, can help right, it. Yeah. Right. So different scenario for yeah. sure. Um, we saw after Deshaun Jackson go, Adrian Peterson, who we're thinking about, Jameis Winston, Philip Rivers to close out the 10th round, starting the 11th with Golden Tate, followed by Kiki Kute, Dante Moncrief, Travi. You selected Matt Breda here. Yeah, have Tevin Coleman, want to kind of handcuff my guy uh, and Tevin Coleman with Matt Breda, who we know was successful in the Shanahan offense. And uh, I, th- I honestly think he projects, like I know McKinnon got paid last year, and some people are still McKinnon truthers, but we've just never seen McKinnon be healthy and, and suit up for a full 16. And, and Matt Breda, we've never seen healthy, but never not, you know, never misses time. Like, right. so yeah. like Matt Breda is a warrior out there. And I just, I wanted to protect, you know, running back is not a strength of my team. So I wanted to protect the running backs I do have. Nice. We saw the Chargers defense go after that, followed by James Washington, Tom Brady setting up Johnny's pick. You took Neam Hines here. Yeah. Uh, really like Naheem Hines. Uh, been a big fan of his going back to his uh, college days. Pop Warner days. Yeah, Pop Warner days. Uh, big fan. Uh, he's kind of, listen, we know what his role is, and he, the, he's carved out a really good role on a really good offense. He's a third down pass catcher back, and so he, he doesn't present a, a tremendous or stupendous amount of upside, but uh I don't need that upside right now. Right now, I'm just searching for an RB2 to fill in that spot, and I think Naheem Hines can do that uh, depending on matchups. So yeah. uh, that's why I just I selected that. All right. We saw Alexander Madison taken next, Curtis Samuel, then Emmanuel Sanders, Ben Roethlisberger to close the 11th, starting the 12th with Devin Funchess, then the Baltimore Ravens defense, Ito Smith, TJ Hawkinson, setting up Johnny for your 12th round pick. Walk us through your mind right now. So right now, um, I'm looking at. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my my quarterback finally, and. What are you looking for a quarterback when you're taking one of these value picks in the later rounds? So what are you, what, I what are you I am for? literally swinging for the fences. I am I am trying to find a guy that has a chance to finish, top three. And so that's why I'm willing to wait on all these quarterbacks and all my drafts because I, if I swing and I miss, 
there's so many quarterbacks that I can play weekly matchups that it's not a big deal. Whereas all these other positions, uh, you swing and you miss, and it's a little harder to recoup. You can't just go to the waiver wire. So with that being said, uh, there's a guy on here. Uh, listen, I like Dak Prescott, but do I think he can finish as a top three quarterback, top four quarterback, top five quarterback? It's going to be a, a little bit of a stretch for me. Uh, but Lamar Jackson is a guy, especially if I'm pairing with, um, you know, Mark Ingram. I got that whole running back field right there in Baltimore. And I, I think Lamar Jackson does present the upside of, you know, a top five quarterback. Very fun. Yeah. It's exciting. Put, put a little bit of hot sauce on that draft. We saw after Lamar Jackson, Merkel Hardman, followed by Devin Singletary, Greg Zerline off the board, first kicker there. Travis, 12th pick. You went Paris Campbell. Yeah, I like Paris Campbell. I think he projects to be a, a role uh, that Indy will use right away. They had a very, uh, very bad run of luck with their wide receivers last year. Uh, they weren't very good for Andrew Luck, so he had to rely heavily on the tight ends, which we know he loves to do either way. But Paris Campbell is speedy. He's great in the slot. These are all things that are going to be fantastic. And if you're open, Andrew Luck's going to find you, and I think he's got a good shot to be open a lot in this offense. There you go. Dak Prescott went after that, followed by Trey Burton and Austin Hooper to close out the 12th, starting the 13th with the Minnesota Vikings defense, followed by Anthony Miller, Delaney Walker, setting up Travis's 13th round pick. You went with Justice Hill. Walk us through that yeah, one. Yeah, Justice Hill is a very talented running back that Baltimore took, uh, and a guy that could actually end up being a guy that usurps some of the backs ahead of him if things go his way. Uh, Mark Ingram obviously got paid the big bucks. He'll be their starter. He'll get the first crack at it. But Justice Hill is talented, can catch the ball really well as well. So could just find himself in a third down role right away and then maybe uh, get a little bit more carries as the season goes on. All right. Tyrell Williams was taken afterwards, followed by Jimmy Garoppolo in the Cleveland Browns defense. 13th round pick now, Johnny. What are you thinking here? Are you thinking you're going with a high upside quarterback? Are you... Are you ever thinking about taking two dice rolls, maybe grabbing like a Mitch Trubisky or somebody else who has a chance to be that top guy? Or are you going to ride with Lamar Jackson for a while and see um, how that plays out? I, I'm going to I mean, I don't mind it. Uh, I do. I am a big fan of Mitch Trubisky. He was going to be if for like instead of Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger being taken at the 11, 12, if that was Lamar Jackson, I would have went Mitch Trubisky instead. Um, but no, just because there's so much action on the waiver wire, I'm, I'm going to only draft. I don't want to miss out on, uh, you know, a dart throw at a, at a wide, like a key position, like a wide receiver or running back. Uh, yeah. so therefore I, I wouldn't draft two quarterbacks. Um, what I'm actually going to do, and I'm going to take, I'd secret, I didn't even know about that, that I would be doing this at all. And this, I kind of feel gross about this right now. But I'm going to take Justin Tucker uh, and just keep, you know, I got, why not? I got the running backs for the Baltimore Ravens. Might as well get the kicker. Quarterback. Hey, if that, as long as they're on offense, I have a shot at scoring some fantasy points. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so there we go. And I'm Justin Tucker's to, great. Yeah, Justin Tucker, he's a guy. All right, well, yeah. you're thinking about those. You're taking to the 14th. After Justin Tucker, we saw Raquel Armstead go, Kirk Cousins, Deion Lewis, Giovanni Bernard to close out the 13th. 14th started with the Dallas Cowboys defense. Harrison Butker after, followed by Will Lutz, the Green Bay Packers. Setting up now, Johnny Game Time Hicks is picking the 14th round. 
I'm going to go ahead and. Uh... Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I should just to do it. Just to show Whisper Nation do it. what not to do. Uh, no. Do, do it. it. I'm looking. I, I'm going to take uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defense. I really like right. them this year. And, you know, I'll take my my pick of players in the 15th round that I, you know, I want to I want to throw my dartboard at. I'm still trying to decide on a couple of guys that are up to no good. So I don't want to make trouble in the neighborhood. I mean, you get <laughs> but one I got one fight. pick left and I'm not scared. Everyone gets scared. <laughs> you better move because I'm rolling with Isabella. Our, uh, you heard it here. We saw after the Eagles defense and that wonderful rap go Kai Fairbairn, <laughs> Steven Guskowski, Darwin Thompson. Travis took Jake Elliott, the kicker for the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles should be good on offense. Yeah. Should be in a lot of a lot yeah. of opportunity. Kind of similar to Butker last year, where they were a top tier offense, and Butker ended up a really good kicker. Sometimes you fade that, right? Sometimes you say, "Well, the kicker's only going to get a bunch of extra points, so it's not See, really that sometimes valuable." Sometimes you get a little faded. Right. <laughs> so, sometimes you draft a kicker though if he's going to be on a good offense. Yeah, do I like um, it? Texans defense went after, followed by Anavitari and Robbie Gould to close out the 14th round. Final round began with Josh Allen, Greg Olson, George Tavecchio, Giorgio, Giorgio Tavecchio, Atlanta kicker. I like him. Yeah, he's kind of got a cool name, so that's a big part of it. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's special that's when you're drafting kickers. Yeah. Hmm. So what are you walking through here? What are you looking up? You're taking your... Well, we're. I'm trying to really look at the schedule for yeah. uh, some of these teams, the defenses that are left. Uh, Broncos play the Cardinals in week one, and while I thought this would be a good matchup last year, the Cardinals project to be a very vastly improved offense. And I don't want to pick the team that has to be the first team to deal with this new offense. Uh, so I won't be pay- taking the Broncos. Um, so right now, basically, what you're doing, though, is looking at the schedule to for the first week. Yeah, first couple. Yeah. Streaming defense. You might right. Exactly. You could go the opposite of that, though, Travis, and take the Cardinals who are take playing the Cardinals. The yeah. Broncos and Joe Flacco. I would Joe if Flacco. Patrick Peterson wasn't uh, Suspended. Suspended at this point. I just don't feel too great about that. Listen, I'm glad that um, we don't get tested about with PEDs here on podcasts. Uh, it's the things I do. For... <laughs> Austin's face when he was like, <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. I'm just I don't take PEDs for podcasts. Don't, I take them for other reasons. Don't take PEDs. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> gonna crush that microphone i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna do what johnny said i'll just take the cardinals because it's defense and i don't care and i'll drop them if i don't like them anyway so uh, got some playmakers over on yeah i mean listen cardinals have been good good on defense for the last few years uh you know when they're when they're zoned in and the offense is there to back them up and they're not putting them on the field too much jones is still there patrick yeah they've got there Terrell suggs is is now with them like uh, they got vance joseph who is a great coordinator uh and just couldn't cut it as a head coach. You might now. be rocking that defense all year. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Marquis might be Goodwin. dropping them after week one. Maybe. <laughs> Marquis Goodwin, followed by Marquis Brown. Devontae Parker setting up Johnny's pick. Spoiler alert, he took Kenny Stills. Take us through that. Uh, just, I mean, we talked about it on our, on our show, on our podcast, about, you know, I'm kind of 
secretly, although it's not not so much of a secret anymore. Uh, I kind of like this Miami's uh, the Miami Dolphins offense. Uh, I know that one of these wide receivers, I'm not saying that all three of them will be good. I know that one of them will be good, especially if Ryan's Fitzmagic. My boy is uh, the quarterback. He will make one of them fantasy relevant. He usually does that in his career. And uh, so I'm just going to take a stab. I, you know, I was, I am kind of a little bit buying the hype this year on Devonte Parker. Uh, it, it's weird. I, I, I probably shouldn't every, every single year, every single year you hear this massive hype, but at the same time, this is the first year he's had a really good quarterback uh, or dare I say a really good at moments uh, quarterback and fits magic who can actually get him the ball. So that is, that is I was kind of going to throw a dartboard at that because why not? I'm in the 15th round, uh, but that was taken right before me. So uh, Kenny Stills, uh, he was right there as Kenny's well. Kenny's the so, boy. Uh, just maybe I get lucky and you back into it. You know, it's not your first choice. Nice. Sometimes it's your second. and That's life. Sometimes that's the right one. Yep. Mason Crosby was taken afterwards. Kalen Balaj, Mitch Trubisky, and f- to close it out, Michael Badgley, kicker for the Chargers. Great mock draft, y'all. Yeah, it was a lot it. of fun. All right, let's hear from your words first, Travis, and then Johnny. Okay. Break your team down, and then I will give my illustrious crowning to the one that I think is better based on my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> no logic or stats. He's the sheriff. I mean, there might He's be. the judge. That's why, he grew, up. That's why he grew stats out the mustache. You, he had to grow out that mustache because he's the new sheriff in town. I grew out the mustache because your mom said she liked it. Oh, get bodied. My mom watches these shows. I love Lisa. Uh, yeah, and she and watches them for the mustache. I hope she's satisfied with this because Lisa is an angel. And she deserves, <laughs> she deserves everything in this world. Well, oh. uh, including this mustache. She wanted it. She got it. Johnny, you don't yeah. have to call him dad, but you will respect him. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, anyways, I'll anyways, talk about uh, my team right now. See here, folks. <laughs> uh, Travis, Travis, break it down for yeah, us. Yeah, so I went with Ezekiel Elliott, and this totally shifted the way I was going to do this draft once I did. Once Zeke fell to me at four, I was feeling kind of frisky, feeling kind of r- lucky and, and ready to rock and roll. So I went with the three elite strategy, made a top-heavy team. I drafted Zeke in the first, Kelsey in the second, and Patrick Mahomes in the third. I thought this was all appropriate. Uh, it was deep second for Kelsey, which I've been seeing him going at the late end or at the beginning of the uh, second. Yeah. Mahomes I've seen go in the second, and I got him in the third. So I felt really good about where I could get these elites at this turn, and I let my draft kind of go from there based on that team. Winded up uh, my first, winded up getting my first wide receiver is Stephon Diggs. Really like that upside there for Diggs. Definitely a guy that could end up a wide receiver one. Um, Tevin Coleman is my running back two. Obviously, a little risk here when I went top heavy that my running backs would not shape out. But I think anything beyond your running back one, uh, you're going to be trying to take chances on some uh, swings here. And that's what Coleman was for me. And then I just try to stack, uh, you know, wide receivers and running backs with upside. DJ Moore, a chance to be a number one in Carolina. Allen Robinson should be the number one in Chicago. Miles Sanders, tremendous upside on a good Philly offense. Carlos Hyde, if something were to happen to Damian Williams, you're looking at an RB1 in Andy Reid's system. Uh, Love that. Deshaun Jackson, uh, coming back home to Philadelphia, a team I project to be very good on offense, and this is a touchdown upside. We know Wentz can chuck the ball, and we know Deshaun Jackson is one of maybe the all-time greats at deep ball. 
uh, proficiency. So I love that. Matt Breda to kind of shore up that San Fran backfield for me. I took the two guys I think are most likely to end up uh, the guys there. Paris Campbell is my wide receiver on a good offense. Could be a nice slot piece for them. Justice Hill, some really good upside on a team that will rush a ton in Baltimore. And then Jake Elliott, uh, kicker on a good offense. And the Arizona Cardinals, credit to you, Johnny, uh, playing Denver week one. Really like that pick. And that's it for Big Travi's team there. Nicely done. All right, son. Let me know about yours. (laughs) (laughs) So I got the eighth spot. I was kind of putting in a pickle right away. And, you know, the the cliff for running backs fell off with Melvin Gordon. So I didn't necessarily want to go that route. And Devontae Adams is my number one ranked wide receiver. So selected him, tier-based. And then surprisingly in the second round, Juju Smith fell to me. And I also have Juju ranked pretty high. I didn't intend to start the draft off that way, but just the way that it was going, uh, I I had to take the value. And that's one of the biggest things for me. I want to go with value over need. And then in the third round, Tyreek Hill was still there, and I couldn't pass up the chance of having three, you know, arguably top five wide receivers. It wouldn't surprise any of us if those three guys were three of the top five at the end of the year. Um, So then I was kind of behind the eight ball, though, with my running backs after doing that. And so I had to grab Mark Ingram, who I think is a very solid running back. I needed some stability there. And then O.J. Howard, I went ahead and I just thought it was a really good value. And seeing how my my team was shaping up, I don't often draft like this. So I wanted to give Whisper Nation a, a point of view on what it could look like. And uh, so I did. And and then I had Rashad Penny in the sixth. Again, just trying to take a bunch of dart throws. So I grabbed Rashad Penny, Royce Freeman, and Austin Eckler. Three guys that project to do well. Uh, now they might not necessarily hit that ceiling, but again, I'm just searching for with the high production, I should get out of my wide receivers. I am just looking for a solid amount of production from week to week. I don't necessarily need them to hit their ceiling, but if they do, then my team should be really, really good. Uh, I also was able to grab, uh, Donta Foreman, Naheem Hines as well as at the running back position. And then, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling in the ninth. Uh, I like him a lot this year and it gives, you know, listen, my wide receivers are going to be on buys. I'm going to have, I need at least one guy to fill in. And I, and I like what I'm getting from Marquez Valdez Scantling, or at least what I projected for him to get, uh, running or wide, uh, quarterbacks, excuse me, came off. You know, a lot of these teams were taking double quarterbacks, which is a little frustrating when you're mock drafting, but you roll with it. Uh, and so Lamar Jackson ended up falling to me. But I, I do like that value there, uh, even if it was single court. You know, most people take a, a one quarterback, maybe a couple of people in your league will take two. Uh, but I still like Lamar Jackson. He, he presents tremendous upside. I stuck with my Baltimore theme here and got uh, Justin Tucker kicker. Uh, he's always a solid kicker, so why not? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, I they've done a lot to that defense over the uh, offseason, and so I think that they could have a good year. And then I took a stab at Kenny Stills. So, I mean, I don't need another wide receiver, but if he is the one that pops off in Miami and is the guy, then I'm looking at a super stack team here. So um, I like how I end up you know, drafting this overall. Thanks, Johnny, for breaking that down. Nice draft, both of you. Um, 
when comparing these two squads, I see some similarities, uh, specifically at the running back dart throw kind of strategy with it there. Mm-hmm. Um, Travi, Ezekiel Elliott, that's stable there. But then for your RB2, you got a couple of couple of these dart throws over here. Tevin Coleman, it's not a dart throw. That's 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 a decent shot there who yeah. could have very high upside. Um, the floor also could be low there because it's a it's a new running back coming over. It is going to be a committee system, at least in the beginning. Um, but I think there's a lot of reasons to think that Tevin Coleman is going to be the lead guy who's over there, and that's why you're snagging him in the fifth and not in the third or the second or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so I understand that. Uh, you know, And then the, the Miles Sanders, Carlos Hydes, these guys as well. Miles Sanders a little differently. That's who do you think is going to be the lead dog uh, in that committee or who's going to emerge out. Carlos Hyde, you you are going to need something unexpected to happen. You're going to need to have an injury go down or a drastic shift in the depth chart because Damian Williams just doesn't end up being what we're hoping he will be. Right. Um, so you see a handful of these guys here, but that's the nature of the game there. Um, the, rec- the receivers, even though you went a little bit later on them, Travis, you were able to, in my opinion, get some really solid ones with Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, all could be solid guys. Um, and then your big heavy hitters there in the second and third with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, comparing it over to Johnny's core of the wide receivers, Johnny's wide receivers here. I mean, he got very, very fortunate for how these guys fell to him, mm-hmm. uh, especially for how he ranked them of Juju being his number two. Um, I know Tyreek Hill is a little bit lower on Johnny's rankings nine last time I looked, mm-hmm. um, but we also know what Tyreek Hill's upside is, and there's nobody who's going to have the potential to drop 30 points on you any week. Mm. Maybe even between all, definitely of all wide receivers, and maybe even running backs too, yeah. like who can hit you with 30. Bam, there, right. three, three plays. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I like that. And then when we go to the running backs here, Mark Ingram is a solid guy there in the fourth round. There are question marks over there. This is a new back over there. Um, there is other talent in the backfield, at least other bodies in the backfield. And so we'll see there. But but I like that there. It could be, you know, this could be an RB1. Um, Rashad Penny, if anything does go down with Chris Carson or Rashad Penny just shows up and does what they were hoping he would do at the beginning of last year. Rashad Penny's the guy. He doesn't really get a lot of attention. But looking at him closely near the end of last season, Rashad Penny can play. Yeah. This guy's, can, this guy's yeah. pop is real. Um, Royce Freeman. Uh, 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 it's a dart throw. It's mm-hmm. a dart throw pick over there as well. Austin Eckler, not a dart throw because this has value on its own. This is the scat back back there. Um, and then Deontay Foreman, another uh, kind of a dart throw there, rounded out. For this one there, your running backs are in a similar position. Big Travi definitely has the lead there with Ezekiel Elliott, the general number one running back feeling there. The second one, Tevin Coleman, pretty good. Johnny's, um, Mark Ingram is the one. Rashad Penny, or Austin Eckler, one of these guys there is a two. I'm saying a lot, I'm just I'm rambling a little bit right now to really give a, a, a honest ruling of what I think because it's it's a tough call on this one. And here's what I'm going to say: I think that Travis's team, as it is right now, scores more points. If this is Travis's team throughout the year, he's going to score more points than Johnny's team is. But I think that Johnny's team has an ability to be a little bit more flexible. And this is built in with Travis's strategy. When you go with the top-heavy route, you're going to be investing early picks in a tight end and a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. And these are guys who you can get on the waiver wire any week and get guys who can play. Johnny didn't do that. Johnny waited until, you know, he didn't take his quarterback until the 12th round and O.J. Howard there in the fifth. So if you need to grab anybody else or need to 
make some flexibility appear, stream a quarterback, uh, grab another tight end who's available. He has that ability as where you're not going to want to do that. Um, I don't think there's anything reason to believe Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey aren't going to ball out. But just if they don't, then, uh, you know, I've taken Aaron Rodgers in the second round. I've taken Aaron Rodgers in the first round years, and then he's not a top five. Right quarterback so and the listen regression is coming for kansas city we know that but i think there's also room for positive regression Mm -hmm. in mahomes uh game because he didn't rush all that much last year either and we know it's a part of his game and he's capable of doing it so i think there's there's capability to go either way and so that's where it kind of evens out with tyree kill news i had to take mahomes in the third because i think that's the that's the one thing you could look at and say well if hill's gone for a portion of the year Mahomes looks like a guy that could come take a big step back. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know what you did here. You went with the three elites. You went with the top heavy approach. And I think that your team scores more points right now. I think that Johnny I, has. I agree that though. Johnny like has the ability to close the gap. Yeah. You know, at any given week, especially with Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams. I mean, that touchdown upside alone could win you weeks yeah, just with the, those, those two. upsides from those guys is yeah. really high. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give the nod on this one to Johnny. No, I thought you just said Travis. <laughs> you just like completely threw a curveball. Like that was like Dude. a that was like the Pat Mahomes no look pass there. Like you were literally looking to this side of the field. I'm on the left side, and all of a sudden, you never know. You never know. Like you said, you well, know, it doesn't have to make sense. He's just going to do how he feels. Exactly how he feels. And well, I don't really appreciate you know the fact that you brought your dad on the show here yeah. to call the drafts and that's why you're winning all these mock drafts <laughs> he does poorly it, it reflects negatively on me so <laughs> all Fair right enough. whisper nation thank you so much for joining us in this mock draft we want to know us. what you guys thought we did uh comment below so we can uh get an opinion on what you think how we think uh or how you think we did as well as go on over to the fantasywhispers.com and check out the draft kit. You won't be disappointed. It's at an all-time low of $10, and I, I trust me, you will not find a better deal on anybody's. This isn't like one of those old, unupdated magazines. We update this. We put rankings. We put all of that stuff all in one draft kit. Go to the fantasywhispers.com and check it out. All right, Whisper Nation, until next time, that's Austin Sear. That's Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. We're the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Love you so much. Love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.